0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. Thank you. I always appreciate the love everybody. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend so far. I know I am. I know we all cooped up still because the COVID-19 quarantine is still going down, but there's still some things to do. Again, hate to be redundant, but you have basketball highlights all the time now on ESPN and NBA TV. You even got YouTube if you want to get saucy and search up different stuff. You got 2K. You got virtual happy hours for you adults out there. A bevy of things to do. A bevy of things to do. So again, a bevy of things to do. A little redundancy. But if it ain't broke, no fix it, right? So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get started right on into the, the show. All right, quarter one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going back to the quarter format. I want to talk about a few things. So, Part one, well, quarter one. Mark Jackson versus Steve Kerr. For those of y'all who don't know, they were both the Warriors coach. Mark Jackson was the former coach, I think from about, like, what, 2012 to 2014? And then Steve Kerr has taken the reins ever since. So essentially, Steve Kerr took the foundation that Mark Jackson set. Now, Steve Kerr is a champion, both coach and player, He knows the game of basketball. And he has the cachet needed to deal with stars. Okay? But again, he stole Mark Jackson's foundation and won a championship with that. Like, I'm I'm not knocking Steve Kerr at all. Okay? This is not a bashing segment on Steve Kerr. But I don't think that Mark Jackson gets enough credit that he deserves. Like, I truly do not. I mean, Steve Kerr had a prime Warriors team. Like prime, Andre Iguodala was was in top notch form. Steph Curry was a MVP candidate. I'm sorry, was he won the MVP and eventually was a unanimous MVP. Like you had Klay Thompson, Draymond Green was a versatile defender that could hound you on a multitude of levels. So he had a lot of assets. And then you bring in Kevin Durant. Now you have two MVPs on your squad. Come on, dude. Like I think. People forget the times where the um, Where the uh, Warriors had to go up against the Nuggets And the Clippers And those were good battles that Mark Jackson had to I, I coached these Warriors to get through Like those early years Those were the times that people are really sleeping on Again, Mark Jackson did a phenomenal job And he had players such as um, Monte Ellis, Jarrett Jack, David Lee Carl Landry I mean, he took the Warriors from a 23-43 and 43 team and that was during the lockout season for all you math heads. That's why it doesn't equal to 82 games. But he took that team, the 23-43 and 43 team, to a 51-31 and 31 team. And again, that's spanning from 2012 to 2014. Yet he's removed from the head coaching position. I'm going to just say that again. 23 and 43, that means 23 wins, 43 losses, that's what they started out with. He took that team to a 51 win and 31 loss team. Yet, he was removed from a head coaching position. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Mark Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. And do not forget the history of the Warriors, because he plays a significant part in it. And in their dynasty formation. Quarter two, I wanted to talk to you all about the Brooklyn Nets. I know we haven't been talking about them as much as we would be because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both out, um, and then of course Spencer, Din- I'm, I'm, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie and um, and Karis LeVert have been kind of in and out of the damn selves, you know. So we knew this wasn't going to be the year for the Nets. However, next year is going to be a year where they would start contending. For the championship, the NBA title. So they just fired their head coach. Though there was there's rumors speculating that he didn't really fit well with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So we're not even going to worry about him anymore. Who should their next coach be? Mark Jackson, like right off the top of the head, right off the top of the head, you have a player who's transitioned to the coaching lifestyle. Meaning, because like Mark Jackson did play in the NBA for all you who did not know that. And that is helpful nowadays because they can relate to the players and the players feel so they can trust them a little more. That's nice. Mark Jackson has also shown the ability to develop players. Again, taking that Warriors team and morphing them into that 51 and 31 team that they were. So he can do that. That shows he can build a winning record Like you change You develop players and you can build a winning record That's essential to have Mark Jackson is from New York Not only that As I stated in last segment Mark Jackson has the experience Not only to develop players But manage stars So if you need someone who can develop The role players around Kevin Durant And Kyrie Irving Why not get someone who is from The area can relate to the people both fans and players and can speak management that's what you need you need a person who's versatile that's big nowadays in the NBA and Mark Jackson is also an NBA analyst so I mean he's studied he has studied the other players knows their strengths know their knows their weakness I know all coaches do this but he has to do that for his job on a consistent basis, then talk about it professionally. And his acumen is top notch as well. I mean, it, it makes no sense. It's really a no-brainer that Mark Jackson should get the job. The only question is, does Mark Jackson want it? And again, on the Brooklyn next, not on the Brooklyn Nets, not the New York Knicks Knicks. Can't talk today. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, like that should just be Mark Jackson's It should be Mark Jackson's job. Especially when you have players like Kyrie Irving who has been stated has, has been apparently Kyrie has not mental problems but like mental health issues these are rumors being spoken about you know there are issues with Kyrie and his leadership and people don't think okay well there's something missing whatever the case may not like intellectually but just like a personality wise like it, it's something not clicking right Mark Jackson can help out with that Kevin Durant he comes off as a as, as a, a little emotional to people okay well Mark Jackson knows how to cater to that as well so again Mark Jackson really does seem like the easy choice. Alright, quarter three. Now, I think you guys might be interested in this one. I want to talk to you about the next NBA rivalry. That's right, I said it. The next NBA rivalry. It is not the Lakers and the Clippers. It won't be the Bucks and somebody. It won't be the Celtics and somebody. I believe... The next rivalry is going to be the Warriors and the Nets. Like both teams have a realistic chance of making it to the finals next year. Both, all right. And then within both of those teams, and when I say next year, I also mean like the years after too. Like the Warriors are definitely going to reload. Plus, you have Andrew Wiggins now, who could be a quality third, fourth option on the team. They need like that. that that's doable, and they've won a championship with that same format before. You have the Warriors versus KD. That would be the first rivalry to see. Uh, their final year, KD was considered the black sheep in the me- uh, by the media. Uh, and It's only fitting that they spin this story so that way it's now KD versus the Warriors. And when I say the Warriors, I really mean Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. You also have Curry versus Kyrie. Now, for all you basketball heads out there and even you bandwagoners, um, Kyrie gave Curry the dagger three-pointer to help them win the championship. So, again, that's going to be a beautiful thing to see. Who was the best point guard? Was a actual conversation at one point in time between Kyrie Irving and, and Stephen Curry. So, you can have that formulate back up. KD versus Draymond Green. We all know what happened last year. In terms of how Draymond Green and KD had that little spat, that bout, that aggressive moment where, the angry moment where Draymond pretty much says, hey, like, we don't need you, and KD's like, bro, what the f- I just helped y'all get two rings, like, chill out. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Then you get KD and Steph in terms of just the stardom. I don't think they, I don't think the two are rivals themselves, but their stardoms are. So you have that, uh, you have that as well. Then uh, Clay versus Kyrie, I don't think that's a real rivalry, but during those match during those final matchups, they were pretty damn good. Like Clay was doing his thing out there on Kyrie, and Kyrie had to go back at him. So it was a good little battle that they had with one another. This one is excuse me. This one's contingent upon Mark Jackson actually becoming the head coach, but it would be Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr, and we, we've I've already stated those points. A couple of honorable mentions. Um, I think you have, well not a couple, I guess just one Andrew Wiggins and KD uh, and this is only because KD was there last year and Andrew Wiggins essentially is replacing him this would have been uh, D'Angelo Russell if he were still on the team and and if the Warriors got to the uh, final so again that's the rivalry to actually watch next year and potentially going forward ladies and gentlemen Alright, so quarter four. I'm going to keep this a buck with y'all. It's going to be about trading Spencer Dinwiddie. Should you or should you not? I think you should. I don't think you should in the sense of you cannot win with Spencer Dinwiddie. I think you should because you can prolong Kevin Durant's career with this move. And the reason why I say Spencer Dinwiddie is he's your best tradable asset. I think he's the third best player on the team outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, yes, I think he's better than Kyrie Irving. So, who would you trade Spencer Dinwiddie for? I'm going to say Aaron Gordon off of the Orlando Magic. That's right, the what should be at least one slam dunk champion, but Rob twice definitely. Like, like, I, he should have a he should have a, a dunk contest championship, ladies and gentlemen. Side note, but um, anyways, Aaron Gordon is a NBA player who can play small forward, power forward. You can possibly run a little you can, small ball center with him. I mean, he has the athleticism. And on top of that, the bulkiness is to battle with some bigs. Now, why do I say bring him on board instead of Spencer Dinwiddie? I like Spencer, don't get me wrong. But I don't think Spencer and Kyrie are coexisting the way you need them to. And for whatever reason, I think Karis Lavert can. Like, it doesn't make sense because, again, Spencer Dinwiddie is the better player. But maybe that's also because he's a better playmaker as well. So it kind of clashes with Kyrie Irving. Karis could be the better shooter. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, Aaron Gordon is... A quality versatile defender, and he is just a jump shot away from being one of the better players in the league. I mean, if he had a consistent jump three-point jump shot, we'd be talking about the Magic right now as like a serious threat to the to, to some teams because they have lankiness, athleticism, um, they have some streakiness. Like they're good, they're a good quality team, and Aaron Gordon slide him in there for on the Nets. Now you have somebody who can pair up with Kyrie Irving easily or Kevin Durant easily or can spell Kevin Durant. So that way Kevin Durant doesn't have to defend all these athletic wings and bigs. You know what I'm saying? Like he can kind of focus more on the offensive end because, again, Kevin Durant is coming back from an Achilles injury. So Eric Gordon would be helpful to the team, but specifically more towards Kevin Durant. And you got to look at your stars And figure out what's the best chance of you winning a team. Again, I'm not, no disrespect to Spencer Dinwiddie at all. He's a quality player. I think he can actually be an all star someday. And this might be the move to get him to be an all star. But I think you should trade Spencer Dinwiddie for Aaron Gordon. So that way you could almost ensure the championship, the NBA championship, going to the Brooklyn Nets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time I have for you guys. I hope you all enjoyed the episode today. Please tune in next time. Continue to have a good week. Stay safe. Quarantine is seriousness, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just killing elderly people out here like young folks who are dying as well, too. Take all the precautions that you need. And just, again, stay safe, wash your hands, and be as clean as possible. Also, continue to subscribe to the podcast and the IG page at bucket underscore pod. And hope to see you all next week. All right, see y'all.